This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on AWIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page at 94WIP. Subscribe there on YouTube. Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes to... um, to do what we haven't had to do a lot of in a long time, which is the Eagles blame game after loss. The Eagles deserve to lose that game to the Jets yesterday. I mean, they gave that game away in every single way you can. Maybe four turnovers, highlights it, the Devontae Smith drop over the middle. I mean, there's so many little things the Eagles did, the missed field goal by Jake Elliott that you just can't do in, in the NFL. And you saw it yesterday, the Browns with P.J. Walker, Tucker's guy, and, of course, the Eagles against Zach Wilson. If you play that bad – if you give that many, you give the ball away that many times, you're going to lose a football game in the NFL. I, I said it a couple weeks ago before the Rams game. The Eagles were flirting with a loss. I and I, I thought it'd be the Rams game. I didn't think it'd be the Jets game. It turned out to be the opposite. But this team, all year long, has just kind of just jumped in and out of a, a blah way of playing football that is just not reminiscent of how good they were last year. They put their Foot on people's throats last year. They dominated. And then a couple nice games and halves this year. You know, the, the Buccaneers game was a nice effort from the second quarter on. The Rams game in the second half. But you go to week one. You go to week two. You go to week four. You go to yesterday. And the Eagles had Florida were lost. And I'm not surprised they got one here. And the question now is how big of a deal this is moving forward. But let's dive into what happened yesterday and assign some blame here. And look, when you lose like that, it comes to coaching. It comes to quarterback play. I, I, I put them one and one A for yesterday. I'm going to blame the coaching a little bit more as I sit here this morning rather than Jalen Hurts because I thought for three quarters Jalen Hurts bailed them out. I thought Jalen Hurts played really well for three quarters. He can't play like he did at the end because that is just not the kind of football that's going to win championships. But the coaching is is more of my issue. And look, run pass ratio. It's not a season in Philadelphia if we don't do this at some point. Yesterday, they threw the ball an awful lot in a game they were going up against an inept quarterback. I mean, they, they treated the end of that game scenario, third and nine, with about two minutes to go, as if Zach Wilson wasn't not moving the football in the second half. So here's the scenario. So yesterday, the, in the first – Jalen Hurts yesterday, okay? the He was good for the first three quarters, but then we know in the fourth quarter the issues. But Zach Wilson on the other side wasn't doing anything. Zach Wilson, in the three series leading up to the pick, 
that Hertzer's third pick, the one that was actually on him, the first two weren't so much on Jalen Hurts, but the, the final pick, the one that was the, the nail in the coffin where the Jets went down, got it within the 10-yard line, and then the Eagles let him score. If the Eagles run the football there and make the Jets use a timeout, or, you know, I, I think at that point they may not, not had a timeout left. Yeah, they didn't because it was post-two-minute warning. So no timeout left. Jets are going to get the ball back if the Eagles don't convert the third down, which with, they've run the ball a couple times this year. It's kind of bizarre back and forth with this coaching staff because – a couple weeks ago, we did have a scenario where they ran it, I think, two different times in two different games on, like, third and eights or third and nines as they're trying to score a touchdown. And Sirianni defended that kind of play calling for Brian Johnson. Well, now we're in a scenario where they could be more conservative. They could run the football on the third and nine. Maybe they get it. They probably don't, but maybe they get it. Okay, so they don't. 40 seconds go off the clock, and it's a punt, likely down inside the 15, maybe inside the 10. And you're asking Zach Wilson to go 50 or 60 yards to set up a field goal. Zach Wilson in the three series prior to this decision by the Eagles, and which, of course, led to the interception, five for nine, 32 yards. He had been sacked three times. There was nothing to suggest, nothing, that Zach Wilson was going to take the football down the field and put the Jets in field goal territory. Nothing. I mean, it's just – it would have been very surprising if he did that. More likely, he takes a sack. He turns the football over. They go four and out. Eagles win the game. Instead, they got aggressive. They tried to convert the first down to win the game and then take the knees. And then we'll go to our second blame here, which is Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts can't throw that ball there. He just can't. I, it, it's a weird game to evaluate Hurts on because if you just look at the raw box score, you say he was terrible. I don't think he was terrible yesterday. I, I thought for the first three quarters, he really bailed them out. I mean, that first drive is all Jalen Hurts to score the touchdown. The, the way he got away from pressure and threw the football to AJ, that reminded me of Steve McNair. The touchdown where he gets it in after the review, after we all thought he fumbled or, was, you know, they didn't score. It, it was all Jalen Hurts. I mean, he he made that drive happen. And I thought he bailed them out of a lot of bad situations early in the game, first three quarters, because the offensive line, once Lane Johnson went out, was not very good. So I thought for the first three quarters, you could say he played an A football game, especially when you consider the defense he went up against in the Jets is a really good defense. Even without Sauce Gardner, they could play. They have a tremendous pass rush. That, that Huff guy could really get after the quarterback. So, yeah, all right, he's playing well. He gets a good defense. He's not being helped out by A.J. on a big drop there. I, I thought he was playing a well-above-average football game heading into the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter happens, specifically the interception you know, that we're talking about happens. It's just a play he can't make. I mean, Mark Sanchez broke it down right there in, live for us. He stared it down. And he threw where two defenders were. It's just, it's a it's a decision he should be past making at this point. He can't make that throw. You know, even, you know, we talk all the time about Jalen Hurts. If it's not there, he, or he if the pocket breaks down, he'll run. That's the kind of play where that's not the worst idea. You know, if it's not there, run. Because you might get the first down. We know how good his legs are. And if he doesn't, he'll just slide in bounds. And the clock runs as if it was a running play. And then the last drive to go the four and out there. Really disappointing stuff. I mean, you know, for a guy I thought played well for the first three quarters, that was a bad fourth quarter by Jalen Hurts, and it was a just a throw at this stage of his career. You know, considering how much he's played now, how much how highly he's looked at across the NFL, the year he had last year, how well he was playing for three quarters, the contract he has, it just can't happen. It just can't happen. But the other part of this too is is the coaching element, and I just thought Sirianni missed the missed the mark on going for that pass there, but also not running the football more in the second half of the game. I mean, the Jets, 
you look at the Jets this year, and they're not terrible. We know the quarterback's not very good, but they've really done this now to a lot of quarterbacks. You know, Robert Sala got to have his, his moment on the podium yesterday saying we've embarrassed all the quarterbacks we've played. He's kind of right. You look at the numbers of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and now Jalen Hurts, they've done a really good job this year. Now, doing it without Sauce Gardner yesterday was thoroughly impressive. And I understand why the Eagles probably said we could we could throw on this team. You know, they're without their top two corners. But at some point, you got to like think about the math in your head. This is a really good defense. They have a really good pass rush. You're without Lane Johnson. You're without your starting right guard and your starting right tackle. If you're kind of pushing yourself towards throwing the football or dropping back 50 times, bad things are going to happen. Your quarterback's going to get sacked. Your quarterback's going to get hit. The ball's going to pop up in the air. You're going to have interceptions. I mean, it's, it's just the reality of playing a defense that good. And in a game where the Jets offense really, really didn't do much, you know, I mean, seriously, like they weren't scoring a lot. It wasn't like it was a back and forth kind of game where they had to score a ton of points to win that game. I thought the coaching was really poor, really poor by the by Sirianni and Brian Johnson. And I haven't been impressed mostly at all with what these guys are doing so far this season. So, you know, Hertz is 1B, 1A is the coaching. The Lane Johnson injury is significant. We'll get more into that as we uh, we talk through this. And, of course, the Jake Elliott miss field goal. That, that's a big one. I, I do think that impacts how they coach there in, in the end of the game scenario because the way I look at it is they were up two, and they didn't want maybe a bad punt or a decent return to bring Zach Wilson to maybe the 30-yard line, and all of a sudden he just needs 40 yards, and you've got a chance at a field goal. If the Eagles are up five there, which means Zach Wilson needs a touchdown, perhaps Sirianni coaches that differently, calls a run, is more conservative, and then they punt the football thinking we'll stop Zach Wilson from scoring a touchdown rather than a field goal. I still think you could have been conservative there and run the ball, bleed the clock, and make Zach Wilson beat you because he hasn't done it. Really, he's never done it in, 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 his, in his NFL career. So I thought the coaching was poor yesterday. Sirianni cannot – excuse me, Jalen Hurts cannot make that throw. And then other little things. I mean, the one interception is on Dallas Goddard getting the ball knocked out of his hands. DeAndre Swift fumbling. And I think DeAndre Swift is starting to come back to earth a little bit here after – couple weeks, everyone thought he was a top five back in the league. You know, little things are starting to haunt this team. And you look at the schedule now moving forward, and here we go. You know, yesterday was such a missed opportunity, not just because they lost to a bad team or a mediocre team, because the Niners lost as well. I mean, how many games are the Niners going to lose this year? Not many. I mean, they look like they're a juggernaut kind of a team. They lost yesterday. And this week was an opportunity for the Eagles. If things went their way, they could have been three up on the Cowboys who will play tonight. That's out now. If Dallas loses, they're not going to be three up anymore. But if Dallas wins tonight, all of a sudden, you know, that gap in the NFC East, it was like, whoa, the Eagles are clearly it. Mm, it it's, it's back towards close. And the NFC gap where the Niners gave a game away yesterday in Cleveland against P.J. Walker, where the Eagles missed that opportunity to be the clear number one in the NFC. And, oh, by the way, a team I have mentioned on this show since we started WIP Daily. The Detroit Lions have one loss. They're undefeated on the road. Go look at their schedule. The way I count it, they have maybe three more games I think they can lose the rest of the way. They're going to win a lot of football games, and they might win one or two of those games, including this week in Baltimore where they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs. They can win that game. They have road games at Baltimore, a road game against the Chargers, and a road game against the Cowboys. Look at the rest of their schedule. It is They'll be favored in every single game other than this week and probably in Dallas. 
the rest of the way. That's their schedule. I mean, the, the Lions reeling off a 14 and three or 13 and four season is very plausible. So not only did the Eagles give up a chance to, to be a, in front of the Niners, but they also now let the Lions of this mix for the top seed. Tucker, disappointing day yesterday for the Eagles. And Hertz can't make that throw. But boy, I don't I don't know what Sirianni does sometimes. I, I just him and Brian Johnson, it's been a weird combination this year on offense. Yeah, and I think there have been a lot of cracks with this team this year. And a lot of people have brought them up, you know, on WIP throughout the first five weeks of the season. And it always gets a response of, well, yeah, but they won, right? So it doesn't matter, right? And, and AJ Brown even said it you know, a few weeks ago, yeah, we're not playing our best football, but we're still winning and we don't want to play our best football. And I get that, right? You want to peak at the right time. You don't want to peak too early. We've seen a lot of teams start off hot and then kind of fizzle out at the end of the year. But I think yesterday was the first time that those issues really came back to bite them. And we can talk a lot about the coaching and what happened there, the defensive injuries, which didn't really play a big part. Like I thought the defense played really well considering how many guys were out. Like Garrett Wilson torched them on those slants. Um, I don't know how many catches. They had. I think probably had nine or 10 catches and most of them came on, on short slants over the middle, but the defense held their own. They didn't allow a touchdown until they let Brees Hall walk into the end zone, which I'm sure at the time Robert Sala probably wasn't happy about because they could have easily drained the, the clock and kicked the field goals. Time expired. It pretty much set up the same way the end of Super Bowl 57 set up. And only now they, they had a running back that was silly enough to, to walk into the end zone instead of sliding down at the one. But for me, the big thing is the turnovers, right? I, I looked it up this morning when I got in. Eagles were minus four on the turnover margin. Last five years, NFL teams are one in 49 when, when that's the case. Like, you're not going to turn the ball over four times and win a football game. It just doesn't happen. And you kind of look across the offense right now, and I think it is worrisome because after the last week, you know, you still have A.J. Brown. Vontae Smith didn't really have a great game, probably the, the first time in a while that, that, that he wasn't impressive. DeAndre Swift, like you mentioned, came back down to earth. But you now have two backups playing on the right side of your offensive line and might be for the foreseeable future based on what happens with this MRI on Lane Johnson's ankle today. But you look at, kind of what this team does well offensively, and it's not much. Like, they're unable to run the ball to the right side with Sua Opeta and, and Jack Driscoll. They're unable to throw the ball right now with some of their passing concepts. Jalen Hurts struggled to take care of the football and made a lot of questionable decisions on Sunday, which is something he's been doing fine. Like, he's been doing better, but those those last two interceptions were, were really worrisome just from a decision-making standpoint. And looking forward, and you're going to have to play a Miami Dolphins team that is probably going to score an offensive touchdown in the first 58 minutes of the game. And I don't know if the Eagles right now have the firepower to keep up with them with the backups they are playing offensively. And with this coaching staff, I don't know. I, I worry about this team getting into a shootout because they haven't yet this season. And I'm curious as to how they're going to react. Well, and you mentioned the defense who did a pretty good job yesterday, uh, you know, shutting down the jets, but that's not going to happen against Miami and against Kansas city and against Buffalo and against Dallas and probably even Washington after the way we watched them play last time. So the, the games where they can win on the back of their defense, they're probably gone until, let's say, Christmas time, where they could probably do it against the Giants and the Cardinals and the Giants to end the season. They got to run here about two months where their offense is going to have to carry them because for as great as the defense has played, if they're without Slay and Carter and Blankenship and all these guys coming up on Sunday against the Dolphins, it's going to be a problem. Miami's averaging eight yards per play this season. Eight yards per play. That's two more yards per play than any other team in the NFL. 
The Eagles are at five and a half yards per play. And it is a gigantic difference right now in terms of explosiveness, in terms of all that kind of stuff. Look, this, the sky isn't falling on the Eagles. I, you know, If you told me five and one before the season, I would have taken that. But there's cracks. Tucker mentioned there's cracks in this foundation. We've seen it since week one. They've gotten away with it. And now they got to clean this up quickly because they, if they play the way they have the first six weeks for the next eight weeks or nine weeks, the losses are going to pile up. That, that's just the reality of it. They haven't played good enough. Yesterday, the turnovers are just ridiculous. They were, might, they're, you know, the Eagles so far this season, compared to last year in the turnover differential, it's so vastly different. They're minus one right now for the season. They were plus 12 through six games last year. It's a big difference. The Eagles struggled. Hurts can't throw that football into coverage and the coaching on offense. I just don't know what to do with sometimes. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk tomorrow, I'm sure, about game one of the NLCS. Go Phillies. We'll talk tomorrow.